0: Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Luana's Urban Voices. Um, Thank you so much for referring me to friends. Um, And for the friends that are being referred, please refer me to a friend. But today's topic is I wanted to follow up. I told you about the two little boys. I got into a fight at the mall. The black um, young man got arrested, but the white young man did not. The white young man decided to do a quick um, interview. He said that he didn't understand why he wasn't being handcuffed for participating in the fight. He felt the treatment of the other kid was very, very racist. Because they both were fighting, they both were causing a disturbance, and they both should have been arrested. And he felt that even though he told the police officers or offered to be handcuffed and arrested as well, he was not. And he was told to sit down on the couch um, in the little common area where they were fighting. And he admitted I was participating. I was initiating the fight and I did not get handcuffed nor arrested. So this kid, and I'm thinking they're like 15, 16, admitted that the treatment of the other young man was just pure racist and he just didn't understand What was going on? And then people say, now this happened a couple of weeks ago. And then white people say there is no such thing as white privilege. This young man stood up and said, it was racist. We both were fighting and we both should have been arrested. But instead, that's not what happened. White privilege at its best. When white people say they don't want to talk about critical race theory. Or they don't want to celebrate Black History Month. Or they feel like black people are using oppression and their skin color as a way to promote hatred. It's because they do not understand our struggle, nor do they want to understand our struggle. They want to act like it doesn't happen. And if it does, oh, well, maybe the black person deserved it, or maybe black people are overreacting, but they don't want to acknowledge That our system is broken. That anyone born in America is a true patriotic American. And should be given those rights of being a true patriotic American. Black people are good to fight in wars, but then when they get back, they're treated less than heroes. Black people are good to dig ditches, be tested for, for to be test subjects. But then when it's time to acknowledge the wrongdoing to black people, white people want to turn a blind eye. They want to say that we spend too much time talking about race. We spend too much time trying to say that we are being discriminated against when it's all in our minds. This young man learned a very valuable lesson, this white young man. He said the treatment of the other kid was pure racist. And that's all, and that's it. Said and done. This kid just said it. And he meant it because he saw firsthand how differently they both were treated based on this exact same crime, fighting in a mall. And he just didn't understand why. And that right there is the question Why? Why was he mistreated? Was it because of the color of his skin? Yes. When are police officers going to stop looking at the color of the skin and just look at the crime itself and hold the people committing the crime equally at fault? That is what the problem is. When people come to a scene, when white police officers come to a scene where a crime is being committed, they automatically look at the black person as guilty and the white person as a victim. Instead of looking at the situation and saying, I'm going to arrest both people until I find out who did what. They don't take that time. They automatically come in with this preconceived notion that black people are guilty and white people are the victim. That is why white women will say when they're calling the police, a black man is harassing me. Because they know automatically when you say black, you being white, automatically you become the victim. And the black person becomes the aggressor. Regardless of if that's the situation or not, that is what happens. And until people who commit crimes are treated equally, regardless of the color of their skin, and when police officers, white police officers, go to a scene where a crime is being committed and arrest everybody involved equally, we're always going to have this um this separation there's always going to be black people fighting for equal rights. We've been fighting for equal rights <clears throat> since we since we were set free by Abraham Lincoln. Ever since Abraham Lincoln set us free, we've been fighting for equal rights. And every time we make progress, every time we get to a certain level where we have made some progress, some white group, white men, white organization comes in and burns it down. They're so afraid of us being at a certain level that they continually try to keep us from getting to that level. And there are black people that are getting to that level which is great, and I support them. That's why I buy black-owned products, black-owned hair care. I'm going to buy black-owned makeup, purses. I do everything I can to support black people getting to that level where they can own an NFL team. I can't remember which comedian said this, but one comedian said, I think it was Chris Rock. He said, Shaq is rich. But the man who writes Shaq's paycheck is really rich. So, yes, we get to a certain level, but we we get stopped at that certain level. And I do support black artists and black entrepreneurs who are trying to get to that level because we need that representation But we also need that representation where we need to change laws, where we need to be on the police force. I know in my county, I live in in Texas, they always say there aren't enough qualified minorities or women that apply for the force. And that is because women have a harder time applying for whatever reason. And men or minority men that apply have some type of juvenile record that keeps them from being on the force. So what is, which is a double standard, because if you are a white man and you have a juvenile record, they seal it and put you on the force. If you are a black man with a juvenile record, they won't seal it and then they prevent you from getting on the force. And then they wonder why we keep saying that there's a difference in the way they treat black people and white people. White people keep saying, oh, there is no such thing as white privilege. And then this kid came out to the news media and said, I was a part of the fight. And I got told to sit on the couch while they arrested the black kid on a fight I instigated. That says it all. That kid just set every white person straight on white privilege with one sentence. I instigated a fight. I was treated as a victim. The black person was treated as the criminal and it was pure racist. That statement right there shut everybody white down who claims that black people are using their color as an excuse. I will never call something racist unless it's actually racist. I and I try very hard to not play that race card. I re, I prefer to play the woman card versus the race card. But there are times where the race card is the only card I can play. And that is very sad. So as a black woman, I'm double oppressed. A black man, in my opinion, is triple oppressed. Because black people are seen as these monsters and animals. And white people are always seen as a poor innocent victim. And white people commit so many more crimes of violence than black people do. We're catching up, but white people commit so many more. The fact that the three men who killed Aubrey got convicted of a hate crime by an all white jury says volumes that white people are starting to see the big picture not all but some and hopefully this young man who saw pure racism for himself will be able to make a change i heard this i heard this white man say Back in the 70s and 80s, before technology, before cell phones, before social media, and if you grew up in a diverse area, all the kids play together. And I agree, because when I grew up, I lived on a block with white kids, Hispanic kids, and black kids. And we all played together. The mothers fed us, no matter what color the mothers were. We knew that if it was a Hispanic mother, we were going to be getting some tortillas, um, some con carne. We knew we were going to be getting some type of salsa and chips. We knew what we were going to be getting. If it was the white mom, it would be you know cookies and graham crackers. If it was the black mom, it'd be some type of pie or cookies she made. But we all played together. We didn't know that or we didn't recognize that as a community or as a street that I lived on that we weren't supposed to play together. We just all played together. All nationalities. Um, We hung out at each other's house. The parents knew each other. We spent the night with each other. We just... Because we didn't have social media. We didn't have this um, new way to show hatred. We didn't have this this way to try and... Um, we just didn't have it when I was growing up in Linwood. I experienced racism when I moved to Texas and went to an all-white school where it was only three black people there. That's where I experienced racism and... And even then, it was more so they hadn't really been around black people. So they were more curious than racist because they just didn't know any black people. So it was kind of interesting for them. But then when I changed schools and went to a different school, it was more diverse. I just, we never judge people by the color of their skin, We always judge people by the content of their character. And that's what I taught my children. Judge people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. Because idiots come in all colors. Stupid doesn't have a color. Um, Criminals, all shades. It doesn't matter your nationality. If you're going to be a criminal, you're going to be a criminal. So... I always wanted um, people to be judged by the content of their character and not so much the color of their skin. As I've gotten older and I see the hate on social media and I see the hate and the bullying to a different level and I see um, black young black girls embracing their natural hair again and embracing their their beauty in being black it's so empowering but i hate that we have to have black girl magic for that to happen because if there was a white girl magic we would be upset Because we already feel like they have the advantage. So we have to come up with black entertainment television. Black girl magic. We have to come up with the Soul Train Awards. We have to come up with all of these counter events. Just so we can showcase our our people. And that's so wrong. And I hope that this kid... Who saw racism firsthand and was and experienced it firsthand will be the type of person that makes change that will say, will make some type of change towards the better and towards equality. I keep thinking that with all of the biracial children coming up and all of the biracial couples that are out there that maybe we're heading in the right direction. But then you see this black kid and white kid both fighting at a mall and the black kid's arrested and the white kid is not in 2022. And I feel like we get pushed back 20 years. So every time it seems like we're moving forward, Something happens and then we end up back to where we started where it's just pure racism um, against minorities, especially against black people, which is so hard and so hard. It's so hard to swallow because black people who were born here have contributed to so many great inventions for our country, to make our country better, and yet and still, the white people in, this, in America still treat black Americans like we're second-class citizens. No matter what we contribute, no matter what we invent, no matter what we do to improve society, at the end of the day, somebody white comes along and reminds you, that you're black and a second-class citizen. How do we change that perspective? That is my question. What can we do to change that perspective? That instead of Americans being called Americans and black Americans, when can we get to the point where we just say, American regardless of your skin color. We're all Americans. We're all human. We all bleed red. We are all basically created the same except for the shade of our skin. And if you have a good heart, you're going to have a good heart no matter what the outside of you look like. It's it's we have to figure out how to change that, percep- that perception, we have to figure out how to change the narrative so that when a police officer, white, goes to a crime or go to a scene or an event and see two people fighting, he just arrests both people fighting because he doesn't see the color. He sees two people fighting and they both needed to be handcuffed. So guys, I just wanted to put that out there. I hope that kid learns his lesson and I hope that kid does something positive with what he's seen for himself and for the black young man. I hope he sues the hell out of that police department and then goes on to do something positive as well to help change the narrative. Okay, guys, that's my time. Thank you for tuning in to Luana's Urban Voices. I appreciate it. Please, please, if you have comments, leave me a comment. And if you don't have comments, you just want to say, good job. I'll take that too. Thanks again, Luana's Urban Voices.